This is episode 353 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's articles are How to Easily Cook Bone Broth and Why Your Medicinal Herb Kit Should Have Yarrow. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Everyone, this episode is sponsored by my new ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. Remember, when you purchase the ebook, you also get unlimited access to the Prepper website forums where you can talk about micro businesses and we can discuss all of that as well as any preparedness related topic. If you'd like some more information, I have a link for you in the show notes. Hey, we did receive another review on iTunes, and this is one that I normally wouldn't have seen if it wasn't for my podcasting host. Uh, you know, they kind of bring them all in to, together for me, at least from iTunes, uh, because this one is coming from Germany. And uh, this is from Franco684. And he said, this podcast delivers us the best ideas on how to live a more self-reliant life that I eventually very appreciate. The host is a kind guy who has both feet on the ground, so it's not about the zombie apocalypse, but very useful stuff and interesting SHTF situation scenarios. God bless you, man, and your family. Keep it up. Greetings from the Hungarian guy living in Germany. All right, Franco. So hey, thanks so much for your uh, review there. It means a whole lot, especially for those that might be in Germany. Um, I, I guess I don't know which iTunes you would use, right? If it's the German, I guess it's the German version because I see the German flag here. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you ever tie into to Hungary's iTunes. I don't know, even know if it if it's separated that way. Um, but uh, you know that kind of helps them may, maybe make the decision to come on over and listen to the Prepper Website podcast. I know there's a lot of new listeners, a lot of new people to preparedness, and so I want to welcome you and and thank you for being uh, part of the listenership here on uh, the Prepper Website podcast. And uh, just want to say again, I do appreciate all the reviews that we get on iTunes. And all the other podcast networks. I mean, Stitcher is very uh, helpful as well. And then uh, there's a lot of other ones that I, I don't mention on a regular basis. They're not as popular, uh, but you know, there's still people listening to them on them. And so, uh, again, uh, whenever you can leave a review, I greatly do appreciate it. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our first article. It comes to us from newlifeonahomestead.com. And the article is entitled, How to Easily Cook Bone Broth. And if this isn't something maybe that you're doing or something that you've considered, you really, you're missing out, right? There's a lot here. And especially if we ever get to a situation where there is, you know, uh, a big crisis situation, uh, you know, grid down situation, this is uh, something that you can do to really increase and boost the, the nutrients and the minerals and just the good stuff that's going into your body. So let's go ahead and start reading this one, How to Easily Cook Bone Broth. Long considered a superfood, bone broth is a food that you probably have heard quite a lot in recent years as it has received a lot of hype. Bone broth is any stock that has been made from bones. It provides a range of incredible health benefits, making it a food you should definitely learn how to cook. Bone broth has long been revered by cultures all over the world for thousands of years. These cultures have recognized its many health benefits as well as its ability to help cooks make use of the entire animal. 
This way of living provided for very little waste and also presented dozens of health benefits. Due to our modern eating habits, most people tend to be deficient in a number of important nutrients. These include gelatin, chondritin, collagen, prolin, glycine, minerals such as magnesium, calcium, phosphorus, and sulfur. All of these minerals are found in foods and all of these are found in bone broth. No need to run to the health food store for a vitamin supplement. Best yet, these nutrients occur naturally in bone broth in a form that is easy for your body to absorb. Here are a few of the other health benefits that bone broth can have. It heals the gut by repairing the intestinal lining and reducing inflammation, promotes and maintains healthy joints, boosts the immune system, keeps the skin looking young and healthy, helps to detoxify the body, improves brain functions and moods, combats certain mental illness such as depression, OCD, and schizophrenia, and reduces the severity of heart attacks. As with anything, the main difference between store-bought and homemade bone broth is that you know exactly what has gone into your homemade version. Bone broth doesn't require many ingredients or much know-how to make, but when you look at the ingredients list on the packaging of the store-bought variety, you will see quite a few things that you won't recognize or even know how to pronounce. In addition to many store-bought versions containing preservatives and flavorings, you can also never be quite certain where the bones came from. Ideally, you want your bones to be from pasture-raised animals as well as those that are hormone and antibiotic-free. This is hard to find in a ready-made bone broth. In terms of quality, many store-bought brands of bone broth do not contain even nearly the same amount of nutrients as homemade versions. Plus, they are rarely as tasty. While there's nothing wrong with using a quality store-bought bone broth when you really are in a pinch, you can make bone broth with just two ingredients water and bones right at home. Bone broth doesn't does not take long to make, so in most cases you are better off making your own and preserving it for future use. If you have a local butcher that processes grass-fed meat, then you are in luck. The majority of customers do not want bones when buying meat, and so not only are these discarded, but many butchers have to pay for the bones to be hauled away. This means that they tend to be extremely generous with giving away free bones of various animals to customers who want them. Of course, while grass-fed bones will be more nutritious, there is no reason why you cannot use bones from animals that have been raised in other ways. Speak to the butcher and farmers around you to see what you can find. If you raise animals yourself, make sure you save the bones after butchering to boil down into broth. For those who only have access to large-scale, department-style grocery stores, many offer bones in the frozen section. These can be pricey, but there are also plenty of options to be found online. If you eat meat on a regular basis, then this is another source of bones for you. Simply save leftover or unused bones for your meals, keeping them in a bag in a freezer, and then use them to make a broth once you have collected enough. You do not even have to defrost the bones before using them, as you can just put frozen bones into your pot. Simply cook them on a higher heat for the first hour. You can make bone broth from any type of bone, but if you want your final bone broth to gel when it has cooled, rather than remain a liquid, there are a few rules that you need to follow. In general, there are two types of bones that you will come across when making bone broth. Joint bones, These contain joints and are rich in cartilage and connective tissue. They include feet, wings, necks, knuckles, and tails. Meaty bones. 
These bones contain meat on them, such as ribs, or they might also contain marrow, such as soup bones. For your bone broth to gel, you need more than half of your bone content to be made up of joint bones, as these contain the connective tissues that break down into gelatin. The age of the animal that your bones have come from will also make a bit of difference in the final outcome of your broth. For example, a younger animal such as lamb or veal will have much more gelatin in their bones, whereas an older animal such as beef will have more minerals as these will have accumulated over the animal's lifetime. If possible, you should also try to cut your bones down or have them cut down by someone else into considerably smaller pieces. This will give them a higher surface area, meaning that more nutrients will be able to leach out into your broth. Smaller pieces will also mean that you will be able to pack more bones into the broth when cooking. There is absolutely nothing wrong with using bones from various animals, such as chicken, beef, and lamb, and this will often result in a more flavorful broth. One final tip when it comes to your bones. Many people choose to roast them in the oven first, as this adds some extra flavor as well as rich dark color to the broth. While this can be done on the stovetop, it is easier to do in the oven. This allows you to deglaze the pan once the bones have roasted so that you can scrape all of the delicious caramelized residue into your broth. This video will talk you through more of the benefits of roasting your bones before making a broth. So there is a video here that you can click on. You do not need to add any extras when it comes to your bone broth, but there are some herbs and spices that can really add a new depth of flavor to your broth while providing it with a few extra health benefits. Here are a few to choose from, but remember not to go overboard, especially your first time around. Try sticking to just a few different ones for each batch of broth. Ginger. This spice has soothing anti-inflammatory properties. Garlic. Rich in antioxidants, garlic reduces oxidative damage and slows down the aging process. It has been used medicinally for centuries. Turmeric, an anti-inflammatory that also slows the formation of fatty tissue, helping with weight control. Make sure that you include black pepper if you are adding turmeric, as the pepperine in, in freshly ground black pepper allows the turmeric to be more easily absorbed by the body. Cumin. Helps with digestion, digestion and with producing energy. Star anise. And guys, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that one right or not. Uh, has anti-inflammatory, antifungal, and antioxidant properties while also supporting digestion. Mint. Aids in digestion and freshens the breath. And oregano. Extremely high in antioxidant and often used medicinally. Many people also throw a few vegetable scraps into their bone broth whether this may be onion peels, chunks of tomato, or bits of carrot. While these vegetables will impart extra flavor into your bone broth, make sure that you do not add anything from the Bariska family, such as cabbage, as this will make your bone broth taste bitter. Alright, so bone broth is extremely easy to make and does not actually require much of a recipe, especially if you like to experiment in the kitchen. All you need to do is place your chosen bones into a pot, cover them with water, and cook it on low heat until the bones have broken down. This usually takes around 24 hours, but can take longer or shorter depending on the bones that you have used. Adding in some vinegar is also a good idea as this helps to draw all of the minerals out of the bones and into your broth. While this is not essential, it helps if you want your broth to set. Apple cider vinegar is the best option, offering a variety of health benefits, but just about any vinegar will work. So slow cooker bone broth recipes. 
Using a slow cooker is one of the easiest ways to make bone broth as you can leave it to simmer away for a couple of days without having to touch it at all. Give this recipe a try. Two medium carrots chopped into thirds, two celery stalks chopped into large chunks, one medium onion quartered, two cloves of garlic, one teaspoon fresh of dried herbs of your choice, five pounds of assorted bones, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, water, and salt. Place the bones, vegetables, and herbs into your slow cooker. Fill the slow cooker with water so that the bones are covered. Add in a pinch of salt, then add the vinegar. Cook on low for about 24 hours. Once your, bone, once your broth is ready, strain it and leave it to cool before packaging, canning, or freezing. One of the benefits to using a slow cooker to make bone broth is that this method allows you to make a perpetual broth. This basically means that you have a pot of bone broth constantly on the go in your slow cooker and simply take from it the amount that you need each time. When you do take some out, make sure that you top off your slow cooker with extra water. You can do this for about three to five days. After this period, you will need to remove all the bones and broth and start a new batch. This is also a good time to clean the slow cooker as it can build up residue. This is perfect if you have been feeling ill and need a constant supply of hot bone broth to help speed your recovery. Pressure cooker bone broth recipe. Using a pressure cooker to cook your bone broth does away with so much of the cooking time, meaning that you will have your finished broth much sooner. This is the perfect method for emergency situations. Here's a simple recipe to follow. Two onions peeled and cut into quarters. One medium carrot peeled and cut into three chunks. Two cloves of garlic, one teaspoon of dried parsley or any other herb of your choice, five pounds of assorted bones, eight cups of water. This should be enough to cover the bones but should not take up more than two-thirds of the pressure cooker's capacity, and five teaspoons of apple cider vinegar. Place your vegetables and the bones into the pressure cooker, add the water and vinegar, lock the lid, and then set the cooker to high pressure, placing the pot on a burner that has been set to high heat. Once the high pressure has been reached, lower the temperature to the lowest possible setting. Set a timer for 30 minutes or for up to an hour if you are using larger bones. Once the time is up, take the pot off the heat and allow the pressure to naturally release, which should not take longer than 15 minutes. Remove the lid and strain the broth. Stovetop Bone Broth Recipe If you do not have a slow cooker or a pressure cooker, you can use your stovetop to cook up a batch of bone broth, as the recipe below will explain. 5 pounds of assorted bones, 1 half cup of apple cider vinegar, 3 celery stalks halved, 3 carrots cut into thirds, 3 onions quartered, bunches of fresh parsley, or a bunch of fresh parsley, sea salt, and water. Place the bones, vegetables, herbs, vinegar, and salt into a pot. Add enough water to cover the bones and then bring it to all to a boil. Skim the scum off the surface of your broth. Once at a rolling boil, reduce the heat down to a simmer and cover. Cook for another 24 hours. Add in some extra parsley during the last 10 minutes of cooking for extra minerals and flavors if desired. Take the broth off the heat and leave to cool before straining. Many people do not feel comfortable leaving a pot of broth cooking on their stovetop overnight as this can be quite hazardous. If you would rather not do this, there is nothing wrong with turning the heat off before you go to bed, leaving the broth to sit in the pot overnight, and then turning it back on the next morning. And making bone broth in the oven. Another option that you have is using your oven to make a batch of bone broth. First, place all of your ingredients into a cast iron or stainless steel pot, bringing this to a boil on the stove. Then, cover it with the lid and pa place it 
into an oven that has been preheated to around 100 degrees Celsius. And guys, that, again, that's 100 degrees Celsius there. Although you can feel free to experiment with different temperatures as long as you keep them low. Leave your broth simmering away in the oven, adjusting the heat as necessary until it is cooked. You need to ensure that the pot you use has a lid that is both tight-fitting as well as heat-proof, as this will prevent the broth from evaporating as it cooks. All right, so out of all those, I think the slow cooker is one. And then, of course, I've always seen the stovetop version uh, done there. Uh, what do you do with the leftover cooked-down bones? Once you've strained your bone broth, you will be left with the cooked-down bones as well as any vegetables that you have used. All of this will be extremely soft by now. Since these leftovers have been cooked for so long, it does not really contain any nutrients. You, your compost bin is a great place for this to go. Alternatively, if you have used larger, harder bones, such as beef bones, and these have not fully broken down yet, you could use them to make a second batch of broth. However, keep in mind that the flavor of this batch will be much lighter than your first. Another option if you have pets is to blend all of the soft bones and vegetables together so that it forms a paste. You can then use this as a filling for treat toys or even dehydrate them and turn them into small pet snacks. However, you can only do this if your broth does not contain any ingredients that would be harmful to your pets, such as onions. Bone broth can be stored in the refrigerator in an airtight container for up to a week. After it has been refrigerated for a few hours, you may notice that a thick layer of white fat has formed over the top. This is perfectly normal and you can simply spoon the fat off and use this elsewhere in the kitchen. If you would like a clearer broth, you can strain it again through cheesecloth. Bone broth can also be frozen, either in resealable bags or other plastic containers. You can even use ice cube trays for easy access. When frozen, bone broth will keep for up to six months. Another option is to turn it into powder. To do this, you should first cook it down to reduce it until it turns into a thick syrup. Then spread this concentrated bone broth onto sheets in a dehydrator, drying them until the sheets become brittle. Break these sheets up and put the pieces into a blender, processing them until they form a powder. This can then be added to different foods for extra flavors and a boost of nutrients. Finally, bone broth can be canned using a pressure canner. Never try to can bone broth using a water bath canner like you might use to can pickles as bone broth has low acidity and will spoil quickly. Many people love the taste of bone broth on its own and drink a cup of this first thing in the morning or for an energy boost in the afternoon. However, if this isn't for you, there are many ways in which you can make use of bone broth in the kitchen. Here are a few ideas. Use it in a, any recipe that requires a stock. Use it as a base for soups and stews for extra flavor and nutrition. Boil rice or pasta in it. Add a splash to mashed potatoes. When cooking beans, replace some of the water with bone broth. Dehydrate it to make a broth powder. Cook vegetables in it. Mix it into a marinade. Add some to poached or scrambled eggs for a meaty flavor. Mix it into some tomato sauce. Use it in a smoothie. Or turn it into a dip or a pate. Bone broths for pets. Well, the health benefits that bone broth brings to humans are just as powerful as those that it brings to other animals, such as your beloved pets. Whether you have dogs or cats, bone broth not only makes a tasty and healthy treat, but is also a great pick-me-up. If you give your dogs marrow or soup bones to chew on, you can take any leftovers from those and also turn them into a broth. 
If your pet is feeling under the weather and has been advised to stay off food for a while, bone broth is a way to ensure that they are still consuming the nutrients necessary to help with the healing process. It is also commonly used to prevent dehydration in sick pets as well as to act as a meal topper for picky pets as the meaty smell tends to be enough to tempt even the fussiest of eaters. Added added herbs can also give a health boost to your pets. However, when making bone broth for your pets, you do need to be careful that you are only using ingredients that are safe for them to consume. Make sure that you never use onions or salt, and if you are using any herbs or spices, check that these are safe for animals, whether you make it for your pets or yourself. Bone broth is such a nutritious food and makes use of ingredients that would likely have otherwise gone to waste. If you have any favorite bone broth recipes, let us know in the comments section below. All right, guys, so um, not a lot of comments, just one comment here that said a very thorough or comprehensive and well-written a um, lot of information here, but definitely one of those things that you know we can uh, put into uh, play in our lives and get a lot of uh, nutrients and minerals from them, and uh, definitely not something to uh, to to waste, right? So anyway, wanted to share this article with you again. It's entitled "How to Easily Cook Bone Broth," and it comes to us from NewLifeOnAHomestead.com. All right, our next article comes to us from readynutrition.com and it's entitled Why Your Medicinal Herb Kit Should Have Yarrow. And it's not a very um, long article, but if you are looking into or, or you are considering herbal medicines, getting to know a little bit more, this is one of those that will kind of pique your interest and uh, you can definitely go do more research on it. But uh, again, Why Your Medicinal Herb Kit Should Have Yarrow. All right, here we go. Tis the season to gather up some yarrow. Yes, Ready Nutrition readers, let's delve into it and see what this article's herbal focus has to offer. Yarrow is an aromatic perennial herb found primarily in Western North America. If you can't find it in your home state, you can easily obtain it in a store selling herbs or naturopathic supplements. If you can find it in your state, you're in luck. You'll be able to gather it for free. Yarrow is a multi-purpose medicinal herb and has been used for many thousands of years. Yarrow can be used to treat burns, boils, blisters, ear infections, sores, and bug bites. Yarrow treatment, treatments can be made in the form of a tea and then wiped on as an astringent or applying the leaves directly to the afflicted area. Taken internally as a tea, it can be used against fever, diarrhea, and colds. The herbs should not be used in people subject to excessive clotting in the blood or with pregnant women and nursing mothers. The really great value in yarrow, however, is not with all of these, but with its styptic properties, it stops bleeding. It derives its name from the Greek warrior hero Achilles, who, it was said, stopped bleeding of fellow warriors and saved many lives with the application of this plant to the wound. Yarrow contains an alkaloid that is named acaline that has been proven in lab experiments to reduce clotting time in blood. The leaves resemble ferns when it is in the flower. The flowers are small and white, petaled with a yellow center that grows in clusters. So here's what you do. Gather your herb, taking care to not take everything from a given area. Leave the hardiest plant to propagate and replenish the area. You can string them together in the manner of a bouquet or about three to five plants, either tied off or rubber band together. It's the leaves you're after. Take these bunches and hang them in the sun for 
from a wire coat hanger. In this manner, it's easy to string about four to five bundles on a coat hanger. Then just wait to dry the herb and screed the leaves or pluck them off and store them in a jar, plastic bag, or whatever you choose. Voila! Instant first aid quick clot right from the ground. Learn to spot it, harvest it, and use it. This is not to say abandon the quick clot or any of your first aid gear. On the contrary, this supplements that gear. It is also excellent training for the time when there may not be a happy Walmart or other smiling overpriced survival store to buy happy quick clot. Tote some of this with you and learn to use it as both a first aid measure for bleeding and do some research on the other items it covers. In this manner, you will round yourself and improve your capabilities in the field. Practice makes perfect and you should always study to improve your knowledge and skills for yourself and others. All right, so that is one of uh, you know the herbs out there that you might consider getting to know. You know they recommend knowing you know somewhere between four and five. If you can uh, if you can get to know four and five uh, herbs out there, or you know things that you can forage and know the different properties. Maybe it's for food. Maybe it is for medicinal uh, properties or whatever. Uh, you know that would be good. Good to have in your wheelhouse right there. So many people don't know about foraging they don't know about what's in in your area and that would be the place to start right is what's uh what is in your area so that is definitely something to uh to look into if you are interested in becoming more self-reliant and self-sufficient and uh, being able to identify those types of things all right guys well that is it for episode 353 hey don't forget to subscribe to the show head on over to the prepper website podcast.com that way you never miss another episode of sweet prepper goodness and take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace. <laughs>